Once again, you're joined by myself, Phil, my good mate Drew as well. Um, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually off somewhere looking for the uh, Infinity Stones. Uh, anyway, on with the show, Mr. Drew. How are you? I am very excited. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. I'm excited, but also saddened as well, of course, because this is our Avengers Endgame review. It is. I'm... It is. I can't believe we're doing a review and oh, do you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Mm. This is the first movie review that we've done in a very long time where you and I saw the movie at separate times. Very separate times. In fact, the different last time zones and different times, different countries, different. Yeah. But the Everything last time different. we did a review where we'd seen it separately was Dunkirk. Of course, which which was also, uh, I had seen it in the US, and you had seen it uh, back. At, see, both times I've seen the film in the US. <laughs> That's amazing. That's, it, it's just the way it works out. But of course, yeah. So here I am abroad, um, and uh, I managed to squeak in time to go and see Avengers and uh, Endgame in a middle, little town in Texas. Um, you've seen it twice. I've only seen it the once. I wish I've seen it. Uh, I'd seen it again. I'd love to have more. Uh, information or more um at the way it's going i think you're going to have i think you're going to have the opportunity to go see it in in a cinema again maybe when you get to new york oh well exactly i'd like to see it in new york so that i think think i might have to do that um yeah so so here we are we're we're, we're here with our our um very very spoiler heavy yes of course if you haven't seen the film that's totally okay it did take me a little while to see it the spoiler ban has been lifted though now with the release of the spider-man um, what's far it? From home. Far from home trailer. Um, yep. They've lifted the spoiler ban, so but really, uh, you're, you're in danger you, now. Yeah, if if you haven't seen it already, the the fact that we're recording this episode three weeks ahead of its release and the spoiler mm. ban got lifted yesterday or today, mm-hmm. you know you you've had plenty of opportunity. But for those of you that still need one more warning, spoilers are ahead. So. Yeah, be warned, be prepared, and without further ado, let's dive right in. Absolutely. Where would you like to start, Mr. Drew? At the very beginning, a very good place to start. Oh, indeed it is. Um, so we'll give you a quick synopsis of the film or a quick rundown of the film, the way it, yep. the way it plays out. Um, Drew, would you like to do that? Of course. <clears throat> Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Following on from the events of Avengers Infinity War, the entire universe has been snapped away with half of existence still living and the other half disappearing into dust by the hand of Thanos and his Infinity Gauntlet. As a result, the Avengers, or the remaining Avengers, decide that they cannot live in a world where this has happened and so go on a mission to retrieve the infinity stones and reverse 
what Thanos did and in so doing put a stop to him as well. I think that's about as succinct as I can get it. It's I think so. You did really well it's a, there. It's a little bit well complicated, there. but basically Thanos went ahead and destroyed half of the universe by removing them with the Infinity Stones. Endgame then picks up with the Avengers going... First of all, getting all of them back together, the remaining ones, mm-hmm. and then going to find Thanos and end him. Mm-hmm. And then retrieve the stones and try and reverse what has been done. Mm. It's, I I I oh. love just just in terms of um, surprises for the film, Drew. I'd love to hear now that we know that synopsis. Again, this is a very spoiler filled one, so no holds bar. Oh no, yep. no bars held. Yep. What What's your biggest surprise from this film? It's a very different film from every other marvel film uh biggest surprises i probably didn't expect it to be as funny as it was Mm -hmm. and it put into stark contrast just how dark infinity war actually was there's a Mm -hmm. little there's little glimmers of humor in infinity war but you don't realize just how dark Mm -hmm. it is until you step back and go, you know what? The rest of the MCU mm-hmm. relied quite heavily on there being a good balance of everything, but then you get into Endgame, and it's actually really funny. Did you anticipate I, where the story direction was going to go and where it went? No, and I don't mean I don't mean the I, surprise in terms of the the deaths or no, the ending I, of characters. I mean in terms of the actual story. I expected time travel. Yep. I, I totally expected that. I did not expect it to be done the way it was done. In in terms of them splitting up into teams going into different time zones. I, I also agree. didn't expect it to be, as they frequently put it in the film, a time heist, which involved a lot of time hopping. I did not see that coming. I also thought that Professor Hulk would only be a small thing. I didn't realise that it would be him for the whole movie. I... I agree. I don't think I liked that it was Professor Hulk the whole movie either. I I expected Professor Hulk. I, I I had every expectation that it was going to happen because I thought Ragnarok was foreshadowing that. Yeah, and also that you know we had the fight exactly. Ragnarok foreshadowed that in the way that he was coming to terms with their interactions with Hulk. Yeah. Um, I- I- Infinity War also did that because of the way that they they had Hulk or or they had Eric uh, Eric Banner. Bruce Bruce Banner having Bruce Banner. that that kind of struggle with the Hulk, um, but yeah, and then of course there's the five year shift, which again, have we seen that in a Marvel movie? A, a five years later kind of thing. Eight years later, Spider Man Homecoming. Of course, yeah, yeah, but that was to a diff- That wasn't in, in a different level. That didn't that didn't interact with the character. That was kind of just yeah. showing a previously or like a, in the background. You missed this kind of thing. Yeah, I, so that I found that really that was probably the biggest surprise to me was seeing a Iron Man kind of thing. I, Iron Man two does a does a jump at the very beginning. Yeah, when it was showing or introducing us to it does um, six to Ivan. And yeah, then jumps exactly. Six months ahead. Yeah, but the rest of them. No, not really. There's no real time jump, and and that's why I found it really interesting. To, again, it it kind of. It gave us that I am legend kind of feel of the world when they did that time jump. And I found that really interesting. And, and, and 
Yeah, yeah, I, really unusual for for a Marvel movie. It felt so I, different the way it was used. It, it threw me. I did not expect there to be a time jump at all. Mm-hmm. I was very when those words came up on the screen. I just went, "What?" I, I remember my jaw just dropping. Okay, that's I, new. I, not to be honest, what I expected. To be honest, a t- a tiny little bit of me feels a little bit cheated with a five years later thing because I want to get the raw emotion of the moment i mean of course there is that you, you still see the pain of it five years later but it's you a different do. pain that we're not used to and we're not not kind of familiar with the way that they've been dealing with it so i i did feel a little bit cheated but i totally understand why they did it they had and they had a lot of story to tell they they did and i think they juggled their characters quite well which it, i i thought infinity war did as well but i think Endgame did it better because they knew that they were barreling down and Mm -hmm. they they managed to juggle very nicely which was something you know watching game of thrones a a lot over the years you know Mm -hmm. we're used to seeing a a large ensemble get juggled around Mm -hmm. and it's been a while since i think i saw them do it quite well and Mm. i think the last time i saw a film do it well would have been the last harry potter and, and it's a very similar circumstance where Deathly Hallows Part 1 and 2 is very, very similar in its make to Infinity War and Endgame, where yep. you've, you've got a two-parter, but they're very distinctly different in tone, in feel, and in motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, um, other surprises, Thor. Thor was definitely a massive surprise for me. Um, that was great. That was a phenomenal surprise. That was what, just what a performance, though. Yeah, he was, he, and it's he it's what it. what I really enjoyed about Thor being like that was that it was it not only was it Thor kind of he's let himself go and he's kind of depressed and in a different mindset, but you can tell that his interactions with Earth has made him more like that as well. Like, he's becoming more of an earthling as well. Yeah, which I I really enjoyed. Moving Asgard to Earth as well. I I liked the whole new Asgard concept. Will Thor be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy, do you think? Do you think he's... Asgardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Do you think James Gunn's going to have him as a, a, a toy to play with? I could see it. I could see him being a toy in the sandbox, but I don't know if I want that. I'm actually I'm actually really scared about Guardians three now because I think I can see where it's going and I don't like where it's going. Where's that? Tell me. Tell me your thoughts. Well the final shot of the Guardians yes. was Star Lord searching for the Gamora that's now in the timeline. Right, right. Because she she took off at the end of at the end of it. Yes. When Thanos was destroyed, Gamora took off. Mm-hmm. But that Gamora does not have the memory of the first two movies because no. that Gamora is dead. Is basically like, well, the Gamora from the first two movies is dead and gone. The Gamora mm-hmm. that we now have is the Gamora, literally, two days before she mm. meets. Yeah. Peter Quill. Yeah. So everything that we've had from her 
is gone now. And so someone pointed out to me, oh, but she can see all the memories because Nebula has her memories. And yet, that's yeah, but all that's well not good. But, but that doesn't matter. It's like it's a someone different that's person. Yeah, it's yeah. someone that's forgotten their their memory now. Seeing what they think, they'd just be like, "What the they're hell seeing, is? Why would I do that?" It's a different version of them's memory because it's mm-hmm. not like we're now in an alternate reality. We're in an alternate timeline now. Mm. with with someone yeah. from the original timeline stepping into an alternate version mm-hmm. it's not the same so i don't I, to me it looks like guardians 3 will be very much about the search for gamora coupled with what happened at the end of guardians 2 where um where they foreshadowed the coming of adam mm-hmm. being created by whatever that race of people was the gold yeah. people like yeah they were going to exact their revenge by unleashing adam on them yeah yeah uh, look we'll see um uh, i uh, it just has me scared like i'm i'm over the moon that gun is is back and i think he'll make an exceptional film but mm-hmm. i don't like that we had all this investment in two fil- well three films really because you got to see her and Peter as a couple that openly express the fact that they love one another mm-hmm. only to have her that taken taken away from him like that. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, he's the he's the biggest idiot of Infinity War for it. But I think the more we dig into it, the more we understand why he feels the way he does. There's no there's no justifying his behaviour with Thanos, but mm. I don't know. I'm I'm concerned. Do do you feel jumping back to to um, Endgame a little bit? Do do you feel that that Endgame used the ensemble that they did have? Of course, they had to for the sake of the story. You know, half of them were wiped out at the end of yeah. um, Infinity War. Do you feel like they were all used to their best ability in this film, or do you think some of them? Of course, because they, I think they some were of them obliterated. Got shortchanged. I did, mm-hmm. but I think they tried their best to give everyone something with some significance or meaning. So Ant-Man and the Wasp get their moment to battle together as Avengers, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. something that had been foreshadowed. Mm-hmm. Something where he'd asked her, if if you'd come to Germany with me, what would it have been like fighting with Cap? And mm-hmm. then they get to fight with Cap, and she answers the call on the communicator to him. Yep. Like, there were little things. Or the fact that we get to see Valkyrie fly in on the horse, on mm-hmm. Pegasus. That was brilliant. Like, I, 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 This is from a cinematic experience for me. Sitting in that cinema when um, Black Panther appeared on screen made oh. my eyes roll into the back of my head. Because the whole crowd went... Lost their shit when Black yeah. Panther came on screen, and he is my, as you should all know, my oh, yeah. least favorite Marvel character of all time because of how pointless the excitement is around this character. No, I thought he fought well in that battle, but I also liked the significance of him coming in the way he did and giving him the dialogue in that scene. I thought that was actually very good. I, I, I agree with you that that fanfare is ridiculous for it. Mm-hmm. But for what that scene was, I think he's the most appropriate person to do that. If you weigh up all the heroes that they brought through the portals, mm-hmm. he makes the most sense to give that scene to. 
Yeah, fair enough. But I also know that they like, did get, they did do that specifically because they knew the fans would do oh, exactly as they did, which is to cheer oh, when course. he appears. Of course they would. But from a storytelling perspective, it makes perfect sense. Yes, you give it to him because he represents something here that that is indicative of what they're doing. Uh-huh. He's representing a nation and he's also like that is his thing, representing Wakanda, but he's also representing a legion of superheroes here as well. Doctor Strange is the facilitator. He's not a good speaker. You don't give him that line. No, you exactly. You don't give that moment to the Guardians because yeah. it's not significant like, enough for them. They're not indicative of Earth's mightiest heroes. No. You don't give it to Spider-Man because he needs a scene with Tony, which he gets, mm-hmm. which just, I I could hear the sniffling throughout my whole cinema for that one. Yeah. Oh, oh there was a lot of sniffling I, for the whole I, movie. I, the, the whole thing with Tony Stark, let's turn to Tony Stark now. Yeah. I could tell from the first scene that we saw Tony Stark that that was going to be his outcome. Of course. Or his he, that was the way it's going, which is so sad because Tony and you Stark. You don't want it to be, but you know. No, no, exactly because Tony Stark is so resigned to this kind of this arrogance is gone because he thinks he's dying because he's I knew- running out of oxygen, and then Captain Marvel comes and saves him. So cool. So he's saved. Good. We skip to the you know we see Tony Stark and he's just absolutely done absolutely unforgiving of captain america absolutely unforgiving of the situation they're in it's devastating to, to look at him yeah. like that too because he's so he's, skinny and just and he's devastated exactly he's just wrecked and he's devastated by the loss of basically what he felt like was his son in spider-man he, yeah he just as soon as he gets off here i lost the kid there's the yeah. first thing he says to steve and even though he's mad as hell at steve and like he and you know he is mm. He's still so like he still hugs him. He's still relieved yeah. that he's there, and it shows that their bond is so much more than the sum of everything else. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. And, and and the relief on his face when he sees Pepper. Oh, I know. Oh, and and uh, yeah. So we skip to five years later. He's got a daughter now, and he's living this quiet life on his own. And he named the daughter the same name that he'd said he wanted to do in Infinity War. Yeah. Because he says he wanted yeah. to name her Morgan. Yeah. And I love the name Morgan as well. It's a great name. It is. And, uh, yeah. So, so Captain... Uh, sorry, Tony Stark's now living his, his own happy life. Yeah. They approach him when they come up with their plan. Because he's so intelligent and he has the capability... He unlocks the key, and now the decision rests with him when he doesn't want to make that decision because he knows that he needs to do it because he wants to bring back Spider-Man, his, effectively, his son. He also he, knew he wasn't coming back. Yeah, exactly. When he, when he sat on the couch with Pepper, he knew. Yeah, you exactly. You can see that he knew because he then went ahead and filmed the video. Yeah, and look, he had, and he had that discussion with... Um, who do you have the discussion with? When it when it happened and he was resigned to it, damn it, I've forgotten the scene. I had it in my head just then, but yeah, like yeah, the conversation he has um with all of them when he's when he's speaking to all of them and uh, sorry, yeah, it's when he's talking to Doctor Strange and Doctor Strange doesn't tell him the answer, but they know it. 
they look at each other and they know what each one's each other's telling each other oh, and it's the just... outcome like you can read it there on 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 doctor strange's face there that this is the outcome that you want but it's not going to be good for you yeah and then it does and i love that i am inevitable and then there's nothing there i am iron man oh that was Do the you... line that that was the line that made marvel what it was do you know that line wasn't planned? Really? It wasn't in the original script. What the the what Tony Stark said or the Tony's line? Well, that's perfect then. What so? What so? Robert Downey just turned around and went, "I am a Iron Man." It wasn't. It wasn't the line. They they were looking at it, mm. and they were realizing that the um. They're realizing that having him not say anything just wasn't going to work. Yeah. So I'm just then trying he... to. I'm just trying to read where where I found the article about this. Sure. Um. While well, while well, you do that, yeah, the moment it was. Yeah. I found it wasn't included until the reshoots. Just over three months before the film opened, they shot that scene. The idea came from. Um, where is it? The idea didn't even come from the Russo brothers or from screenwriters. Uh, they were in the editing room going, he has to say something. There's this is a character who has lived and died by quips and they just couldn't. They tried a million different last lines. Thanos was saying, I am inevitable. And their editor, Jeff Ford, who'd been with them for all four movies, said, why don't we just go full circle with it and say, I am Iron Man. And the Russos go, get the cameras, we have to shoot this tomorrow. Hmm. It is significant, so significant, the fact that he says that. Again, it is full circle. It's what made Marvel what it is today. That line alone at the end of that movie. Were you, were you in a packed cinema for it? Yeah, pretty full. Did, did, did your audience react to all the scenes? Like, did, mm-hmm. were they vocal? Yeah. Did you? They cheered so at that point, and you could hear the sniffling. Yeah. When when we when we didn't see Iron Man again for like a couple minutes, and it went quiet, and everyone started celebrating as everything kind of happened, and we didn't see Iron Man. That's the one person we didn't yep. see. The sniffling started. Yeah, it. Oh, like ours. I heard so there was sniffling everywhere for mm. ours. I could hear it in the beginning, in the opening scene, understandably so. That's it's yeah. not fair to it's not fair to break your audience before the Marvel logo even no. comes up, and to break them with Hawkeye losing his family like that. Yeah, oh, that is just, that was a fantastic scene though. It the was fact that they, the fact that they opened with that before it, the Marvel logo was it's just awesome. Gut wrenching that scene. I mm. oh. Uh, the one that got me more the second time around mm-hmm. is, no, and I, I, you don't realize it at first on the first viewing, but right before they all go on the time travel trip, yep, the last person to speak is Black Widow, and she goes with a smile on her face, goes, "See you all in a minute." Aww. And when you watch it the second time, you're like, uh, but. Uh, it's, it's not nice. That's that's sad that I I don't like that Black Widow never got her own film. 
She is getting her own film. No, no, but didn't have one before this. You know. Oh yeah. I know yeah. that there is one coming. I know there's one in the timeline. You know, but I feel like it should have been here before. It should have before this and, outcome. Oh, there's a lot that should have happened before Endgame, but. I think the fact that it is still 22 films over 11 years is outstanding. Mm. There's a few that, you know, we could have done without, but I think... Could have done without... Could have done without... um, Were there two Hulk films? No, there's one. Okay, there's just the one. And then Hulk's always only been a supporting character. Okay. They could have done without a Hulk film, which had a different actor. They could have done without one or both... Or one of the, the Hulk films, probably the first one or the second one i can't remember which one so the first hulk movie makes no like it's not connected to the mcu mm-hmm. then the incredible hulk is the mcu one with edward norton and then they just recast him with mark ruffalo yeah i still think they shouldn't have the incredible hulk it still counts though i i know but it's an awful film and so is so are the first two Hulk, uh, first two Thor movies, unfortunately, and then they bring it all back by by having the pair of them in Ragnarok, which is a superb film. Yeah. Oh, did you enjoy Taika appearing? In- yes, I fucking loved that because I thought he died in. I thought he he was on the ship that exploded. No, he es- on- he escaped at the beginning with Valkyrie because yeah. Valkyrie took as many of the Asgardians as she could on the escape pod. At the beginning right. of Infinity War. You don't notice it, though, but there is a ship that disappears at the beginning. Right, okay. Yeah, so we can, I completely missed that. Um, the fact that uh, uh, Loki is still gone is, you know... Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. That's a big one. That's a big thing. So there's st- still a lot of characters that have gone. You know? What, oh. what happens what happens next for the MCU though okay so that's that's if we continue on with with you know guardians of the galaxy Thor is still around well Thor's um, Thor's still got to go and abuse noob master 69 again yes of course um, <laughs> we've so we've got that line we've got Black Panther continuing on we've um, got Captain Marvel spider-man spider-man although that contract's coming up isn't it? Yeah, they'll renew him. They'll keep him around for a while. I don't. I don't think Tom Holland's going anywhere. I think he'll he'll last into the MCU for quite some time. Okay. Well, then where do where do the leaders come from? Because we've now lost Captain, Captain Marvel's America. meant to be taking more of a lead. Okay. Uh, Captain uh, is... Captain America will shift over to Falcon. I reckon. Do you reckon they will do that? Yeah, I not immediately, but I think they will. So Disney's doing a TV series of Falcon and Winter Soldier together, and it will have Anthony mm-hmm. Mackie and Sebastian Stan starring in it. Okay. Same way they're so doing they're the Loki that... series. Yeah. Okay. So they're building that friendship up basically between the two of them. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Well, so. Oh, but do you think so? Then Falcon goes. Falcon basically dies then because then it become it morphs into Captain America. Yeah. And but was that always foreshadowed, do you reckon, or do you think this is just a why not? Let's keep the character going. It's, fo- it's following. It. It's following the comics. Okay, it is. So that happened yeah, in yeah. the comics. Yeah. So in the comics, Bucky and Falcon each become Captain America at one point or another. They've just chosen with the films to run with um, to run with Falcon becoming it instead of Winter Soldier. Okay. Okay. Which which make it kind of makes sense. Like, now that 
now that Winter Soldier has a Wakandan a arm, yeah, and is like he's got his own powers. He really doesn't need to. No, he doesn't need to become but, Cap. But but Captain America is also Captain America because of what happened to him. Yeah, Falcon doesn't have that though. Falcon's basically is Falcon holding a shield though. He's not actually a super person. Yeah, but he will become Captain America. Like, okay. Even without being super like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and without Tony Stark, without the leader, the formation of Marvel's cinematic universe, without him, there is still a hole. So, you know, uh, Far From Home feels like it's going to be not hollow because I, I definitely think that they'll fill in those gaps, but the end of end of it it felt hollow because tony stark wasn't around so it feels like the universe and so many of the films had tony stark kind of weaving in and out of it you know the captain america films we had spider-man films he's just kind of around that won't happen now there is there is a kind of a a link there's there is a void there but yeah a linchpin's gone or, or a link linking a link has disappeared. Well, it depends on where they want to go with this. If they want to retire the concept of Iron Man for a while or or not. I think they left the door open by having the kid from Iron Man 3 turn up at the funeral. Did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. I wanted to notice that. I specifically said in my head they should have the kid there he's from there. Iron Man 3 he's rock there. up. He's really? there at the funeral. He, he's standing on his own. So when the camera does the big pan through everyone at the mm-hmm. funeral, he's just standing there on his own and he's a lot more grown up now. That's but, who it was. I but, couldn't work out who that yeah. was. Yeah, it's the same kid. It's also the kid from Jurassic World. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely yeah. it is. I see, you know, it's funny because that's one of my favorite bits, bits of dialogue in any Marvel movie is the, the moment when the kid's there saying, oh, I'm cold. And Tony Stark just goes, oh, are you? And then they turn around and he's, he sits in the car and goes, um, oh, all right, feel that? We're done. All right, get off the road. I'm going to run you over. Like he just, and just speeds off away from this poor little child. I just love the dialogue <laughs> between the two of them so much because they're both as ruthless and kind of false and full of it as each other. Well, so, I, could, oh. I could see that kid becoming the next... Iron Man. It, well, because he was a smart kid. Sense. He is a smart kid, and it ma- it makes sense. And can you imagine the potential there between if he takes on that mantle? Scott Lang's daughter is meant to become a superhero at some point as well, right? And I reckon Ant Man may take more of a lead with the group now as well. Well, I would there hope so because Ant Man was such a significant part of the the answer. Yeah. Well, Ant Man and Wasp have have a strong future ahead i reckon with the mcu plus um hank pym is still alive mm-hmm. as is his wife now that they got him got her out of the quantum realm yeah like that is all there still to play with there is a lot still to go well you know there'll be there'll be a future for black panther yeah of course there's no there's no avoiding that let's just i, no, I just hope that I hope that if they continue it, that they make it a little more interesting. What I've been disappointed with with the Marvel films is that they've taken the main villains and not done right by them. So, Andy Serkis's villain... Yeah, they um, killed him off. 
but he's Ulysses Claw is the main villain of the Black Panther comics, and they reduced him to so little and then killed him off. And then yeah, I- Iron Man three took Iron Man's greatest villain, the Mandarin, and made him somewhat of a joke and not even Absolutely real. Absolutely a joke. He wasn't even real. A, a, a clever twist, but at the same time, you've just wasted the greatest Iron Man villain mm. of all time. I, I, I am of the opinion that they would have to to bring back Iron Man to have Iron Man again and to have all these big characters again. Captain America, I think they can almost get away with because of the fact that um, Steve Rogers handed over the the, the shield. Yeah. He symbolically handed it over. We saw what happened to him. Iron Man just kind of... He he died, basically. So, I wonder if they'll do what they do in comics, where they're a little bit less... Not fair, but just a little bit less um, sympathetic to the audience, and they just kind of go, Oh, no, no, this is a different one. Oh, this is a different one. This is a different one. If they bring back the character of Iron Man, do you not think that they would have to basically come to an end of this storyline, i.e. all the different stories that are still going on? Or do you think they would do like what they do in the comics and just go, oh, no, there's a new one now. But pretend like it's in a different universe kind of thing. I don't think they're planning on doing that just yet. But what I found interesting was in the Spider-Man trailer today where they stated that Mysterio has come from another timeline yeah, I like come- that they mentioned another so they've, universe. They've made the point that they are actually part of a multiverse. Mm-hmm. They which, did, yeah. Which changes the entire game for everyone because it means that there is the potential for Tony Stark to cross over the multiverse and us to see him on film again. Whether yeah, or not it, they exactly. whether or not they do it is irrelevant. The potential is there to do it. What 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 I am unsure of is not whose decision it was, because I'm sure it was a mutual decision. I'm sure it's where they needed the story to kind of go. But Robert Downey Jr.'s career or return came so much off the back of Iron Man and the, the character of Iron Man, the way he portrayed it, oh, is... Okay. Life imitating art imitating life. Yeah, it's just, it's perfection. And he plays it so well, and he's played the character so well, and he's been the linchpin for this series for so long. Yeah. Well, since the start. So it's, it's, I, I wonder if he's fully, if he feels fully done with it, or if he would love to come back and do it again, because he's, it's been so much. I know that that um... there's problems both ways though because if you bring him mm. back through a multiverse, it's not the same person. It's well, it's not the same person, which which could be a good thing. It could give us a different perspective, but it's also n- not letting go and not moving forward. And you need to be able to let go and yeah, move forward at, for at it to 100%. grow and to evolve Com- completely. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about an MCU being run by Black Panther and Captain Marvel. I like Captain Marvel as a character, but I like her more in her movie. I don't think they did very good with her in Endgame because she's 
honestly. Like, you watch her in Captain Marvel. Too distant. But if you watch how powerful she is in Captain Marvel and then you go and watch bloody um, Endgame and her lack of power, you're like, but... but Yeah, she's got planetary kind of level of power and here she is. I I do love the fact that 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 scene, you know, the big war, the great war, when the, the, the cannons suddenly stop shooting down at them and point up at the sky and start shooting... And suddenly, oh, yeah. this like you know meteorite comes flying straight through the, the the ship and destroys it, and that's Captain Marvel. But yeah, she has real lack of strength in the fight against Thanos. Like she's just got nothing. Yeah, it's yeah, inconsistent. Um, I... Inconsistent, and I also think that she was not present for too much of it. For I know that they they tried to kind of cast it off or 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 make it known that, yeah, the rest of the universe has issues too. Other planets have the issues too. Sure, I get that. But the Great War with the man that caused this shit, Thanos, is happening on Earth, on Terra. So why aren't you at the main fight? Like, that is the main fight. Yeah. There is no other greater fight. But she's not there. And and, and that's not, not like a, oh, well, a cry for help or like a, Oh, why didn't you help Earth? Come on, oh, what about us? No, like, we solved the problem for the universe and she wasn't there. She she wasn't enough and she's not strong enough of a leader. Especially she's after... so foreign. Well, especially after all that build-up about how she was going to play a crucial role in Endgame. Yeah, like, she was critical, you know, at like, the end of, at the end of she Endgame. Saves, she she saves Tony, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, she she is a big contributor at the end of Endgame, but yeah, I, I, I do know. like the the unfilmed or the un, unaired trailer scene. You know where they're looking at the, um, the 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 pager and they're trying to work out what's going on and where the signal's coming from and stuff like that. Ah, uh, yeah. And that wasn't used in the film. That had, that could have been used in the film. That, that was, was great, the great that part. was the Captain Marvel credits. That one. Yeah the pager yeah yeah but yeah i agree they could have they could have referred more to that yeah they could have used it the same way they used the the civil war scene in the was it civil war scene in the credits of which one was it ant-man ant-man had the the credit scene from winter soldier where they find Or, yes. or from from Civil War, where they find yeah. Bucky yeah, trapped yeah, yeah. in the thing. Yeah, look, um, there's there's faults. There's definitely like a fair few faults, but overall, it's what a film, what a, what a oh. film, and what a story. Um, yeah, look, there's there's from from what we've had, there's a lot of questions for what happens going forward for it. Um, I feel like they intentionally, but I don't know how intentionally have knocked the wind out of the momentum of the cinematic universe um, by, again, losing the two main characters. Um, I know that it means that other people can step forward, but uh, other characters that aren't as... Not just not just as interesting, but, as you say, not as leadership role material. Um yeah, I, I wonder where, where we go to from here, how far forward it can go, or, or how, how far forward it can go and with what pace. 
Well, I don't want to see an Avengers movie for a very long time now. I don't there's want not enough, crossover. There's, yeah, there's not enough there to, to have that. I mean, to again, <laughs> Captain Marvel doesn't live on Earth. To have Captain Marvel suddenly come in to it and be like, I'm going to be a leader. No, you have no right to this. I know no. you helped, but you didn't do anything. Um, Ant-Man can't be a leader, but could definitely have more of a role. But again, he's... At the moment, he's almost too... He's still a fanboy. Yeah, and he's too dumb. Like, they've, they've written him too dumb for the moment. Um, you can't have... Uh, I felt uh, like he was getting better in this one. He, yeah, he was. But, but again, it doesn't make him a leader straight up. No, um, no. You can't have Captain... Uh, so, you can't have uh, Black Panther be the leader. Because, I mean, everyone would love that. Because he's everyone's favourite character. But, I'd be I'd be happy if Doctor Strange became a leader, for sure. But again, he's got to have that. a. I, he'd need another solo movie, and his last one wasn't very interesting. He's getting another one though. Yeah, but his last one wasn't very interesting. So I, I hope that it's a lot stronger. Um, look, Thor, I think has War written Machine himself. Could. Yeah, War War Machine could. Um, I'd watch Rhodey lead it. Yeah, for sure. I. Thor, though, I think has written himself, especially on the back of Ragnarok, into a humorous side character. Could never be the leader. He can't. Um, he can't lead, and but that's the whole point of Thor. He doesn't want to lead. That's why he gave Valkyrie Asgard yeah, uh, exactly. to rule because he got he got his complete fulfillment. He got to go out and lead the life he wants to lead and discover who he is, which was circling back to the first Thor where he where he argues with his father that he doesn't want to lead he doesn't want to rule yeah he just wants to be his own person and he comes to Earth yeah so, and now he gets know. to go off and, and do that mm. so we'll, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what's yeah we'll see what happens um, well we've got think- a lot to come so yeah they're planning it, it, on well they're planning on bringing in the Eternals now which will be interesting okay well, Which is you know. a bunch of celestial beings, yeah. sort of, sort of like somewhere between the Guardians and the X Men. Uh, there is an upcoming X Men film, which um, will have nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. Of course, yeah. it's not. It's in no way part of it whatsoever. No, Dark do you Phoenix see that? Will be. Do you see that happening in the future? The X Men joining them. Yeah. Yeah, but I think maybe a couple of years from now. Fantastic Four. Oddly, I think the Fantastic Four may join us first. Okay. I would be happier if they came along first. I think they will fit in the MCU like a glove. Yeah, I think so too, because it's that kind of band of mis- misfits thing that just works so well on yeah. the back of Guardians of the Galaxy. And they interact well in the Spider-Man universe as well. The Fantastic yeah, Four so- and, and Spider-Man link quite nicely. Yeah, same sort of city, same sort of place. Yep. Yeah. That makes perfect sense to do. Um, okay, the X-Men, so... mm, I, I think it'll be good, but I think it'll be interesting. So this film more. again. Yeah. Avengers Endgame. Yes. Um, what was the weakest part of the film or what was what detracted from the film, do you think? If there was one. There doesn't have to be one. But what but do you what think if there was... took away from it? Yeah. Ah. Uh... Um, 
just quickly though, the, it's, the it's interaction. Plot is, its plot is muddled. Yeah, it's muddled. Even though their objective is clear, mm-hmm. the the story and the plot is all very muddled. I don't think they handle it very well. I think it's very rushed. I think that their handling of female characters is not actually that good when they had an opportunity to make it good. That I agree with, yes. They they had so much opportunity, and I th- I actually think they should have let Hawkeye die. And, I, and I agree. And kept, kept Black Widow. But I, I understand why. I don't agree, but I understand why. They've actually used a film technique that... Oh, I can never remember the name of this technique, but it, it it is a pointed thing where you take the female character, like the lead female, and you kill her mm-hmm. and make her death the motivation of your remaining characters. And I, but, I disagree that, with them doing that. But that didn't happen enough either, though. No. They, they, they killed her and she very quickly became second to yeah. the rest of the story. Like, and she didn't get her time. Gamora's death had more it did. impact than what I Widow's did. I like that um, Nebula gets a bit of a fair shake. That's yep. awesome. And they you can see that they try to investigate Black Widow a little more, but even then, it's not enough. I love the scene in the battle where all the women come together. Mm-hmm. Except that it doesn't feel right because Black Widow's missing. But also, it feels like it was an afterthought and that it got shoehorned in. And I think may- maybe we're mm. being cynical because, you know, we we love being politically incorrect here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that scene is awesome, but it also feels like it's very much in service of the current climate. Yeah, but, but again, that's, that's how I feel entirely about... Um, Black, Panther. Black Panther. Yeah, and and, and, and that's and, and that's not like that. no, and that's and that's not me being like just being cynical. No, that's absolutely one hundred percent the existence of Black Panther in this world. They used this character to their benefit by having Wakanda play such an important role. Yeah, to introduce Wakanda, they used Black Panther, which is so insignificant as we saw by the movie. The movie just had. Zero point other than introducing the world. He didn't play any part in it at all. No, and and, and that's again like the that's the that's most, why the most interesting thing in Black Panther is it's a villain. Yeah, exactly. He, and, he, and, and his story is the most interesting part of the whole movie. Yeah, hundred percent. It's set up for a reason. He exists for a reason. Yeah, but you know, I, I it's. As far as gaping holes in the film, aside from the wasted opportunity with mm-hmm. with your female characters, and it is wasted, it just... Ugh. Aside from that, a muddied plot. Um, I mean, it's, it's certainly because it is such a different... Both this and Infinity War but were both, for completely different reasons, such different Marvel th- films of th- the 22 that there's been. I think yeah. that... There's there's some leeway, or that you got to cut some slack for, I guess the, the again the muddied up plot. I or think the, the kind I of think they plot. I think they juggled well, given how many characters they have to juggle. I think they juggled well, and the extent but, of the story that they had to try and explain and get to, you know, to from get to to get from point A to point B, 
or, or I guess point A to point Z, or in this country, Z, you know, as What's, fast as they could, yeah. they had to kind of rush some things, and, and they did a great job of cutting between characters to explain what everyone was doing at the time. And again, I thought pacing, I actually thought pacing was actually okay. Pacing, they had, pacing's fine. What, what gets me is that it feels shorter to me than Infinity War, and it's half an hour longer. Yeah, again, and it's like because they they rushed, they they did have to rush some areas of it, and it did feel like some areas rushed. But again, still, the whole thing kind of had this nice tempo, though. Like it felt yeah. down, slow, heavy. Then suddenly we started picking up, and oh, they started solving some problems and ticking through, and then it got really fast with the whole. Um, going back in time kind of thing then it slowed down again when they started answering the or solving the problems again um they had the moments where they could have those you know the moment where tony stark could talk to his father which is wonderful i love um, that and 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 captain america got to see when he saw you know, peggy exactly um so that was that was lovely um and then we we kind of sped right back up again when we got to the great battle again um yeah and and they had the I, I did feel like every character kind of had their hero moment which was nice i mean even captain marvel with the whole kind of meteorite out of space causing yeah. the chaos like that was like yeah that was amazing they, hawkeye they, they did all get their moment yeah a, a, absolutely um and I, I think i'm a little bit confused because i can't fully remember this whole relationship or hinted relationship between Hawkeye and Black Widow. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember that at all. What hint... What do you mean? Like, there was never any relationship between them. Like, and they, that's, that's what they I'm were missing. operatives together. Like, they, yeah. they are best friends. Right. The relationship thing was always her and Bruce. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm... Yeah, but there was... A, so, her and Hawkeye were were always partnered together on missions and they were mm. best friends and she was auntie nat to his kids right okay that's what it was because i yeah. i couldn't because it felt like there were there was so much more to it than that i was like yeah what what the hell is this kind of closeness that that like i'm not sensing like it feels like it's more or they're like hinting at something else and I was like, I can't recall that at all. So, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, there's that. So, yeah. Look, I, I loved the film oh, yeah. so much, and I need to see it again. Um, thoughts on review or, or on score, Drew? Oh, the score. I know you mean out of ten, but the, that film score. Ugh. Yes, that film score was also wonderful. I've actually they, listened to it so much. <laughs> am I wrong in thinking that they absolutely played a piece of Castaway in that film? Which scene? I can't remember, but they did play Castaway, the theme song to Castaway. They played it. I'm going to have to Cause go it's, back cause it's and the same. It's the same composer. Alan Silvestri. Yeah. Look, he may have recycled they absolutely again. played it. And I recall hearing it being like, hey, it's Castaway. Sarah just said they did. They did. They played Castaway. Excellent. And did they also play a little bit of Back to the Future when they started talking about time travel? Or is that just me picturing it getting excited about time travel? I think travel? that's just you and of picturing course, it. 
Because, of course, they mentioned Back to the Future. Of course, and of course, because the Avengers theme is the Back to the Future theme, as I've said many a time. Hmm. Okay, so I did just kind of, one, hear the words Back to the Future, and then hear the Avengers theme and thought the of... Main, <laughs> well, the main themes are identical. It's just the Avengers theme is missing three notes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, but of course. Same but, composer. So yeah, so again, same composer. But again, Castaway is played in it. If you watch it again, just listen out for Castaway. Oh, I will. Ooh. Yeah, because it certainly plays. And I remember being like, what? That's not this film. As so, for, yeah. As for scores, I'm probably going to rate it quite highly, actually. Yeah, I'm going to rate it I incredibly highly. I can't not. It's just... Like, I've seen it twice and I'm not bored. I'm ready to go watch it again in a yeah. second. I, I would happily go again and I will watch it over and over and over for a very long time. Uh, you technical score. Technical. Technical. I'm going to give it an eight on technical. And my mm-hmm. reasoning is because there are things in there that are bugging me. Yeah. But outside of that, I think 11 years, 22 films and they had to wrap it up in one. Mm-hmm. And and they are, it, it is it is wrapping it up in one because it is a distinctly different film to Infinity War. In, Infinity War was, was the starting blocks, but they they couldn't, it's the same, same I guess, problem, I guess, that uh, um, Deathly Hallows had. You yeah. can't start solving the problem in the first half because what's the point of having a second half? Yeah. They couldn't solve any problems. They just had to make it worse for themselves. Which is why... After the first one. Yeah, but that's why Infinity War gives it a, its own definitive ending and it is its own definitive story. Yeah, and it's, exactly. And it's very much Thanos's film. Yeah. And, he and is so your you're main cor- character. For sure. And, and that's why you are correct in saying that they have to solve it or they have to end it in one. Yeah. They can't end it in the first half. They have to end it fully end it in in the second half and they they do end it yeah so look i'd give it technical score i'd give it an eight because i think it 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 just achieves Mm -hmm. so much that outweighs the problems uh personal score oh Mm. i'd give it a nine yeah damn it okay well that's the same well, I, I'm I'm the same essentially. So uh, technical, it's an eight because yeah, they explore things that are so new to um, the cinematic universe. The cinematic universe has always been kind of playful. It kind of plays on the idea that there's like it's all about celebrating again the hero moments that we had in this film. That's what all the films have been about. That kind of hero yeah. moment. That kind of the god rays shining down as this person stands there, hands on their hips, looking up at the you know, into the the sky kind of thing, looking like a a real hero. That's what it's always been about. This film, and even Infinity War, but more so this one, tackles new themes, sad themes, loss, destruction, devastation. It's not always a fully happy ending, bittersweet moments. Hmm. These are all things that are really new. Again, having to jump between... they've Again, in other Avenger films, they've had to jump between characters between this storyline and that storyline, what's this character doing, this character doing. They had yeah. to do that so much more in this. They had to explore so many more things. They had to introduce characters again. They had to recap, pe- catch people back up again, tell its own story. 
so it got a little bit messy, but it also kind of they did a pretty good job of it. Um, and again, they did a good job at experiencing new things or, or or delving into new ways of telling a story in this one than they had in previous ones. But again, they could have been a little bit sharper for such a big kind of production or big company. But yeah, so it gets an eight. Um, eight, eight and a half, in fact. I'll say eight and a half because I think it was pretty sharp and pretty spot on with delivering some of the things that it did. Um, personal score, nine. Yeah, it was the film that I think we needed. Again, I'm still shattered and disappointed about the end of Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. as Iron oh, Man yeah. and, 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 and even you know Chris Evans as, as Captain America. Disappointed by that. Um and but I can't be disappointed with much else so I'm uh, in fact I'm going to give it a nine and a half again I'm going to bump it up a little bit more again because it just you can't be disappointed with that film no one was no, uh, no one was portrayed badly no one was shown badly even even the silliness of um, Ant-Man as you say, he sharpened up. He started coming with it. He started kind of getting over his fanboy moments. He started helping solve the issue. Yeah, you know. he he acknowledges now that he is part of this team and part of this world. It's no longer yeah. it's no longer him being brought in for a bit of fun. He is literal. He is crucial. He is part of this mm. team. Absolutely. So so yeah, he. It gets a nine and a half because I thoroughly enjoyed that, and that was probably. I don't. I don't know if because it's just, not just because it had everyone in there, but because of the way they play them and how real and how they made everyone be human. Yeah. Not just a a superhero. Means that it's probably one of my favorite uh, Marvel films. Yeah, period. It'd be one of mine as well. Yeah, because it's just a great film. But again, very sad. But yeah, nine and a half. That's my scores. I don't yeah. know who shall we give the sick Kent of the week to, Drew? I think Mr. Downey Jr. Good. I was glad. I'm glad you said that. I I, I couldn't couldn't w- decide whether we give it to because again, he was the initiator of this. He, he was. started the cinematic universe by being such a phenomenal Iron Man. Um, he's been the linchpin throughout 22 films or most of the 22 films. Um, yeah. And, and he played such a human. He in, appeared in, in 10 of one. them. Yeah. So that's, I've just, I've just looked at the shelf and counted them all up, but he's either starter appeared in all up 10 of them. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Okay, I totally agree with that. Robert Downey Jr., you are this week's sick end of the week for your amazing portrayal of Iron Man. Yeah. And that, Drew... That's is, another week uh, done. Another week done. Another Kent and the Stirring Team, a review of Avengers in... Uh, in no, I was going to say Infinity War. Endgame. Woo! Um, and, uh, yeah, as DJ Quads rolls in again for another week. Uh, yeah. Till next time, Drew... Yep. Please don't talk about me when I'm gone.